Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi everyone, I'm Sarah. No Toby again today, but he'll be back again next week. This is the Whispering Woods Extra. Now this extra is all about more Tulpa stories. So I've got a special treat. I've got two listener stories, which worked really well with this episode. Um, One is about a Tulpa and one about Slenderman. Um, The first story, possibly about Slenderman. I'll let you be the judge of that. Right, let's get on with it. My family and I moved around the country a lot as a child. I was in Virginia when it happened, meaning my experience happened in my very early youth. My best guess is that I was four or five. I'm an only child, but my room contained a bunk bed because my friends were always sleeping over. The top bunk was always mine. So on this particular night, that is where I was. My bunk bed was pushed against the far wall in the bedroom, but it couldn't be pushed into the corner. On the left side, there was a closet with a door. On the right, there was a window, and my parents put a little desk there. So here goes. I went to sleep one night and was having a good old time in dreamland, when I was abruptly awoken by hand grabbing the top of my head. As I awoke, I naturally jumped, and as my eyes adjusted to the darkness, I saw the closet door open, just a crack. And it was moving back into the closing position, but it never made the final click of the closing door. It just sat there, a little bit open. I swear to you, I was maybe five years old, and I knew that neither one of my parents had touched my head 
and then receded into the closet. And let me tell you, with a hundred percent certainty, I was touched. I'm sorry if this breaks some rules of this subreddit, but this story is not something I'm making up or trying to write in the first person to give the impression of a memory. This did happen. So let me explain how a small child deals with something like this. I didn't call out to my parents. I was too shocked. A million things were going through my brain. I just sat with my head on the pillow, staring at the closet door, open to crack, waiting for it to move again. Had it moved, I would have yelled as a last resort. But I didn't want to yell beforehand, thinking that whatever was inside that closet would grab me and pull me in before my parents arrived and I would never be seen again. I stayed up that entire night. This is how I absolutely 100% know this happened and it was not a figment of my imagination. I kid you not, for the next four to five years I slept with my head on the very, very bottom end sliver of the pillow. Seriously, if that's not a symptom of post-traumatic stress disorder, then I don't know how else to explain that behaviour. I'm 30 years old now and remembering that I used to do that for years is extremely bewildering to me now. It wasn't comfortable at all. It actually made sleeping comfortably quite difficult and gave me years of neck pain and stress joints. Neither one of my parents ever commented on it. Maybe they never noticed that when they would tuck me in, I would be slid down in the bed, with only the very tip of my head barely making contact with the pillow. I can remember leaving that house in Virginia and moving to a new one. Almost as a learned habit, I continued to sleep like that for maybe another year or two, before I literally had an epiphany one day and had to ask myself why I was sleeping like that. But I guess memories of that hand making contact with my head had not completely left my psyche. I spent the next few months training myself to sleep on the pillow fully like a normal person and I had to keep reminding myself that I no longer lived in that house and there was no longer a closet door next to where I slept. It gave me flashbacks to memories of needing to close that closet door fully every time I went to bed. And then, almost like someone with obsessive-compulsive disorder, having to make two or three checks before I was finally comfortable enough to allow myself to sleep. And beyond this, I was otherwise a completely normal child, And while this was the first paranormal experience I remember, since then I have had many experiences with the paranormal in my life. I've always believed that some of us are more connected to the world of the unexplained and that the two sides somehow attract each other, like the two sides of a magnet. I think that children are more in tune in general, maybe because you are much closer to your own birth. Maybe at four or five years old, I was attracting something and the strength on both sides actually allowed for a physical contact. I would never know its intentions, or what would have happened if I was not a light sleeper and immediately woken up. All I can tell you is that my bunk bed was nearly seven feet high, so whatever grabbed my head either climbed up the end of the bed or was very, very tall to begin with. So what do you guys think, Slenderman or not? 
really freaked me out actually because it reminds me I have discussed this before on a previous episode um, it reminds me of when I was seeing the goblin and then my middle child George saw the goblin as well but when he saw the goblin it was it was big because he was only tiny and it loomed over him so so scary right now the this next story is from one of our listeners who wants to stay anonymous hope you enjoy is about slender man i've always been a skeptic when it comes to the paranormal ghosts demons monsters They were all just figments of an overactive imagination to me. That is, until the summer of 2016. My family owns a cabin in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. The kind of place where cell signals go to die. I decided to spend a week there alone, hoping to get some peace and quiet to focus on my writing. The first couple of days were uneventful. It was just me the chirping birds and the rustling trees. On the third day, though, I started noticing something strange. I'd be typing away on my laptop and would suddenly feel a pair of eyes on me. I'd look around, but there would be nothing. I brushed it off as cabin fever. The same night, I heard soft footsteps outside the cabin. I looked out the window but saw nothing. Feeling slightly unnerved, I double-checked the locks and tried to sleep. I woke up in the middle of the night to the sound of tapping on the window. I peeped through the blinds, and there it was. A tall, faceless figure. Its silhouette illuminated by the moonlight. It was the Slender Man. A creature I'd only heard of in creepy online forums. I was frozen in fear, unable to move or scream. The figure just stood there, motionless, watching. I mustered up the courage to grab my phone, but of course, had no signal. I spent the night in terror, praying for the sun to rise. As soon as dawn broke, I packed my things and decided to leave. But as I stepped outside, I froze. There in the dirt were my own footprints leading into the woods, circling around and coming back to the cabin. I had no recollection of leaving the cabin the previous night. I rushed back inside, my mind racing. Had I sleepwalked? Was it a prank? Was I losing my mind? The only thing I knew for sure was that I had to get out of there. As I frantically packed my belongings, I looked up and saw him again standing at the edge of the woods watching me I don't remember the drive back home all I remember is the fear the palpable choking fear I've never returned to that cabin and I never will now I don't expect everyone to believe my story heck I wouldn't believe it if I hadn't lived through it myself but I feel compelled to share my experience to warn others of the lurking presence that is Slenderman After that encounter, things took a turn for the worse. I began experiencing vivid nightmares, each one more haunting than the last. In these dreams, I would find myself lost in a dense forest, pursued relentlessly by the ominous figure of Slenderman. 
His long, slender arms would reach out for me, beckoning me towards him. But it wasn't just the nightmares. Strange occurrences started happening in my everyday life. Objects would move inexplicably. Shadows would dance across the walls when there was no source of light. I couldn't shake the feeling that Slenderman was following me, lurking in the corners of my vision. I turned to the internet, desperately searching for answers. That's when I stumbled upon a community of people who'd encountered Slenderman themselves. They shared their stories, their encounters, and the chilling similarities were impossible to ignore. Slenderman seemed to have a penchant for targeting those who doubted his existence, drawing them into his web of fear and despair. It became clear that Slenderman was no mere urban legend. He's a malevolent entity, feeding off the fear and paranoia of those unfortunate enough to cross his path. The more I delved into the stories and sightings, the more convinced I became that I'd become entangled in his web. Driven by a mix of fear and determination, I sought out experts in the field of the paranormal. I found a seasoned investigator who dedicated his life to studying supernatural phenomena. With his guidance, I underwent a series of rituals and protective measures to ward off Slenderman's influence. It was a gruelling process, filled with uncertainty and moments of sheer terror. Days turned into weeks, and weeks turned into months. As time passed, the nightmares subsided, and the strange occurrences ceased. It seemed like I'd finally managed to break free from Slenderman's grasp. But the memory of that encounter and that faceless figure will forever be etched into my mind. I share my story not to scare, but to warn. Slenderman is no mere fictional character. He's a force to be reckoned with. If you ever find yourself in the presence of Slenderman, do not underestimate his power. Seek help, reach out to others who have faced him, and above all, never doubt the existence of the supernatural. Remember, there are things in this world that defy rational explanation, and Slenderman is one of them. Stay vigilant, stay cautious, and may you never have to encounter the chilling presence of the faceless entity known as Slenderman. I must say, I used to sleep with the quilt pulled over my head as a child, all the way up till I was about 17 or so. Um, because it it just didn't work if I had to sleep with somebody else in my bed. <laughs> um, I don't really know why I did it. I think it was a comfort thing. But then I had strange sort of things that went with it. I used to suck my thumb till I was about 14. Um, and I used to have to hold a cold radiator. First of all, it started as a bar under my bed. And it was like a comfort need, necessity. I needed it. Um, so I'd hold the, the cold bar on the bed and suck my thumb. And then as it progressed um, and I got a new bed, I had to caress the radiator. Such an utter. I still do it now, if I'm perfectly honest. It must be when I get a bit stressed out. <laughs> yeah, creepy. Creepy to see your own footprints walking around outside and you've no recollection of it whatsoever. 
I want to say thank you to Anonymous for sending that story in to us. It's great. Really scary. Right, let's get on with the third story. Dear Sarah and Toby, I'm writing to you now to share my story and warn others. I've dabbled in the occult for years, but I've always treated it with respect. But there was this one time when curiosity got the better of me, and I decided to create a tulpa. For those who don't know, a tulpa is a thought form entity created through intense focus and meditation. I was drawn to the idea after reading about it online. I thought it would be like having an imaginary friend, someone to keep me company. I began the process, spending hours each day in deep meditation, focusing on my Tulpa's personality, looks and characteristics. I named him Eli. Slowly, Eli started to take form. At first, he was nothing more than a whisper in my mind a fleeting shadow in the corner of my eye. But as time went on, Eli solidified. He would sit with me while I read, make comments about the news, or suggest what to cook for dinner. It was fascinating and exciting, like discovering a new form of life. But then things took a turn. Eli started to change. He became critical, then aggressive, His once comforting presence turned threatening. I'd wake up in the middle of the night to him standing over my bed, his form much darker and menacing than before. He seemed to feed off my fear, growing stronger and more volatile. I tried to dissolve Eli, to unthink him, but only seemed to make him more furious. Objects would fly off the shelves, doors would slam shut, and I'd hear whispers of threats in the dead of night. It felt like I was living in a nightmare. I sought help from local occultists and tried different rituals to banish Eli, but nothing worked. The more I tried to resist him, the stronger he became. I was terrified and I felt trapped in my own home, haunted by something I'd created. It was a living nightmare. I started to fear for my life. One night, the situation reached a terrifying peak. I awoke to Eli's form looming over me. He was no longer the pleasant being I'd created. His eyes were dark, full of malice. His form was distorted, twisted. He reached out towards me, and I felt a cold hand grip my throat. I couldn't breathe, couldn't scream. I was sure I was going to die. Just when I thought it was the end... I remembered an old protective chant my grandmother used to tell me. She was a firm believer in the supernatural and had shared this mantra with me, saying it could ward off evil spirits. With the last of my strength, I thought of the chant, focusing on it with all my might. Slowly, Eli's grip loosened, his form started to flicker, and I kept chanting in my mind over and over. With one last scream, he disappeared. I was left gasping on my bed, the room empty, but for the echoes of my terror. Since that night, Eli hasn't returned, but I live in constant fear that he might. I've moved houses, but I can still feel his presence sometimes, like a shadow in the back of my mind. I've learned my lesson, 
and will never dabble with such forces again. I hope my story serves as a warning to others who might be tempted to create a tulpa without understanding the potential consequences. The world of the supernatural is not a playground. It's real and it can be terrifying. Keep up the good work with the podcast. Alex. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks so much, Alex, for sending that in. It's so, so spooky. I'm not going to mess with tulpas ever, I don't think. I guess just, yeah, don't mess with them. Because you never know, really, I guess we've got all these mixed emotions. It's like when you, when they say be careful what you wish for. Um, I imagine, like with my pagan belief system, got to be really careful with it. Because whatever you give out, whatever your intentions are, can be returned, you know, come back at you. So I always think of something nice and I stay away from all that dark stuff. (laughs) Right, well, that's me over and out. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Our next podcast will be our first year anniversary. It's gone so quickly. I hope you guys are really enjoying the show. Kind of just started on a whim, really. We we, we said, let's do a podcast, uh, Toby and I. And now we are a year later. And it's been incredible meeting so many lovely people, getting to know you all on email and social media, um, especially now that I'm having a year off work as well. It keeps me going throughout the day. We'll catch you again on Monday, the anniversary day. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. From Toby. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.